listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Cody Bean Sr., Pushing Me Ether, You Don't Know Childish, Nigga Me Neither, East Side Atlanta Flyest Nigga in a Waffle, Waffle House. House, If It Ain't Money Man, We Ain't Got Shit to Talk, talk about. about, Kennedy Compound, My 20 Room House, So Big My Ex-Girls Ain't Gotta, gotta move, move Out, If You Ain't Talking Cash, Don't, don't Say, say shit. shit, Bank Account, Looking Like Little, little Kids Break Shit, Ooh, Ooh, If I'm Breathing, I Can Handle It, Watching All My Dreams Get Together Like an Ampersand, Blueprint The New Shit, Mixtape Management, Show These Dummies How To Do it all i want's my 10 percent. porsche brand new passed him a cool hundred yeah my girl five two even her growth stunning it's that nigga y'all knew back when i flipped mills cards now my meals free when i don't taste the fifth star hey welcome to the black guy with his podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a tuesday ready to do some podcasting mm-hmm. you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy with tips leave us five star reviews we appreciate those the website is a great place to leave comments vote in the polls on the website sign up to become a premium member the blackoutist.com slash premium all of that stuff can be done right from the website we're always working and improving and adding new stuff and we'd love for you guys to be a part of it the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport a bullet ball extreme and let's just get right into the show okay it's a lot of stuff happening today um you know where should we start mm-hmm. um you know i think i do know where we should start today guys it's a little bit of a special day but uh stop this guys i can't really celebrate as many of you have probably guessed in the chat listening somewhere your headphones at your job right now amber geiger the cop who shot both of them jean in his house in his apartment that was once floor up from hers two weeks after she had placed like a noise complaint about him um walked in shot him dead claimed that it was dark inside and he was threatening her and uh all this stuff and she was very tired from working a lot of hours and um you know obviously sometimes you get tired you just you murder somebody you know how it is guys we all had those long days at work um and so uh everybody was like yeah amber geiger's gonna get off i thought she was i'm not gonna lie 
um a lot of people thought she was you know people are trying to change it now like oh it's only because she's not a white man but i'm like at the same time we all were sitting around seeing videos of her crying all week thinking she gonna cry her way out of this um but that's not what happened she actually uh was convicted uh today found guilty she's not been sentenced yet i don't think or she wasn't sentenced at the time i heard that sentencing would take place later today but i'm not sure what the the timing is on that so maybe it has taken place but we're doing this show at 6 p.m eastern standard time if you guys are listening later so i have no idea um but uh she actually was convicted and you know now the sentencing is starting i gotta say as a prison abolitionist Mm-mm. i personally would not like to see her in the uh private prison industry industrial complex because i stick to my morals all right and i do rest- too go to jail lock up wow the rest of you negroes may you know flip and flop back but i'm consistent Mm-mm, i don't i never waver and flop go to jail lock. and i feel like you know she uh should not go to the jail uh and if she has to go to jail i would like her not to do that much time Mm-mm. maybe somewhere between um you know a hundred to a thousand years you know would be you know give or take give or take obviously um would be reasonable to me in this situation but you know i know a lot of you guys uh just don't have the kind of kind genuine uh heart that i have and many of you just uh you black people this is why you're gonna vote for kamala harris because you guys like seeing people go to jail and stuff and uh you know people like me i'm just too good for you guys so apparently you is lock her up lock her up go you're going to jail yeah so i guess uh we won't be seeing her for a while you're going to jail here is your orange jumpsuit ma'am a one a onesie well it's just sad that you know to see somebody had to go down like this like what is america coming to i don't know when a white woman tears can't even get you out of a situation like this like i i'm uh you know i saw a clip of the sentencing mm-hmm. and uh come down a notch and look like a petty little brat by tweeting and Facebooking this just to open up dialogue so we can have an adult conversation. <laughs> In America, you should be ashamed. Uh, I now I do love you guys. Know I love me a good conflicting agenda. Mm-hmm. I love my people. I love when y'all quickly flip and flop all over the damn place. And in this case, the person that was now nah, I don't care about Amber Geiger, but the person that really caught a bad one and now as everybody's hero is the judge a black woman uh in the case uh was there a jury or did the judge it was a jury it was a jury but still she had to give jury instructions right and part of the jury instructions uh was her talking about the castle doctrine which is known as the stand your ground kind of law right so as the liberations and amber geiger's murder trial began the overwhelming narrative surrounding the case was how judge tammy kemp allowed the jury to consider a law that could interpret the shooting of botham john as self-defense fast forward not even 24 hours later and kemp 
was being held as a legal genius what could have happened in retrospect that was true of her from the moment she was assigned the case but because of the uncertainty of securing justice for white police killing unarmed black people no one knew what to expect regardless of the judge's race but much like with black women in general people should have known better than to doubt kemp's ability the most recent scrutiny came monday while kemp was instructing the jury for how to deliberate in doing so she said the racially diverse panel of peers would be allowed to consider what is called the castle doctrine a stand your ground ask law that followed geiger's defense claim that she had no choice but to shoot to defend herself from what she perceived as a threat but now the legal vision from kemp that no one else saw at the time was apparently to make the verdict appeal proof so you can't say if she if the verdict is she's found guilty well we're going to appeal that because she didn't allow the consideration of the stand your ground law so therefore this judgment should be thrown out and then you know amber geiger goes walks free in giving the jury that option kemp eliminated the chance of an appeal with a guilty geiger verdict but even before the trial began kemp was in total control including when she put a gag order in place to muffle things like geiger's 911 call which just so happened to leak and commentary from witnesses and lawyers that gag order was especially significant on day one of the trial when geiger's defense lawyers moved to have a mistrial declared over what they said was the dallas district attorney john cruzat offering his opinion on the murder being the appropriate charge only those comments came days after his election in november well before kemp put the gag order in place she was also widely credited for maintaining control in the court including when she hushed the chairs while delivering the verdict and when she confiscated a laptop in court because it played music and made other disruptive noises she seemed to be applying the law evenly when she sustained overruled objections from both the prosecution and the defense in a downplay moment of contention kemp allowed a juror to remain serving even though she told the bailiff on day two of the trial that she had an undisclosed relationship with the witness for both the prosecution and defense the witness texas rangers officer david armstrong told the court that he didn't believe a crime had been committed when geiger killed john kemp prevented the jury from hearing that opinion based comment but she was still criticized for that allowing uh the jury to remain serving however just like with the castle doctrine it looks like kemp was right in the long run as justice was served in the conviction kemp also held court on saturday which helped a much anticipated and delayed trial move briskly um yeah it goes on for a little bit more but it's funny motherfuckers was throwing her ass out with the mo- they threw as uh bob would say on firestar they was throwing her ass in the bushes uh 24 hours ago and now it's like what a genius did now she can't get out of this verdict like oh man that shit is so funny man i like i get it we get emotional we human but this is one of the points i'll be trying to make about the internet and social media and why we all should take a breath rushing to judgment and talking about shit you really don't know anything about because i know i don't it's like it's like what most of the commentary is these days and people leave very little room for anything else and so when you do leave that kind of room then it becomes taking you out of context attacking you you ain't down enough i want to argue with you just because you're like i don't know what's the truth right now like i'm still thinking about it. i'm waiting for more information like everyone wants you to rush the information be the first one and just be like <clears throat> this is the story and then <clears throat> like i said it's funny to me because you sit back more information comes out and then everybody flips the other way and i'm like well what the fuck was the first time about you know 
so i think people should learn to chill a little bit and i think people just don't realize it because part of social media is social yes sir you know and you know we want to fit in with our friends we want to be praised we want to be uh you know we want to get the likes and the retweets and the dopamine fix and i think that's one of the reasons people would just like quick to be like mm-hmm like she ain't shit coon ass da 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 and it's like okay so she went from coon to oh we really just didn't understand what she was doing and now it's black women will save us playing chess y'all was throwing her under the y'all was acting like she was diamond and silk 24 hours ago <laughs> like what are we doing man let's just let's just calm down man you know um people hate that shit and they hate when you don't know Boy, not knowing boy they're like you got to make a goddamn decision i don't know is actually a, a a good answer like motherfuckers getting uh like like this shit will happen with people getting like their own personal issues and problems and fights and shit and then they be mad at everybody for not picking sides it's like nigga i don't know what the fuck happened between all y'all half the time i don't even know who's fucking who come on i'll be thinking i'm co-signing something like yes men are trash and it'd be like especially jermaine smith this motherfucker i'm like oh oh, oh hold on I, what happened now <laughs> people that work at subway ain't shit I, I i mean i thought i was just talking about the the customer service uh right. i didn't know that that was your your your, your girl's ex your ex-girlfriend's job i didn't know I that i did not know that so anyway man i'm glad they got amber geiger though be like he wasn't only putting cream on crispy cream donuts how the fuck did we get here ma'am <laughs> right like you gotta be careful with this shit man um but uh anyway uh i'm glad they got her i don't know how much time she'll get out I, I mean people are saying like five years ten years people are saying like you know even shorter than that longer than that i don't know you know and i don't know what the rules are on her appeal situation and all that stuff but we'll see man uh remy ma was in the news she was slammed for um comparing sexual assault victims who seek compensation to prostitutes rapper remy ma is under fire for controversial remarks about sexual assault survivors on monday's episode of revolt tv talk show state of the culture remy ma sat down with co-host joe budden ebony k williams and brandon jinx jenkins where they discussed sexual assault allegations against former nfl player antonio brown beloved hip-hop new york star 39 question why rape victims seek financial compensation from their attackers comparing it to prostitution if you rape my sister my daughter my anything i don't want your money she said worst case scenario i want something to happen to you so that you're removed from being able to do this to someone else um okay uh williams an attorney said some people feel like that's the compensation that they want suggesting that some survivors seek payment for emotional distress therapy and loss of income due to trauma remy disagreed reiterating that's called prostitution it seems like in a lot of these alleged sexual assault cases the women are asking for money hey give me some money and i'll feel better to for to me in any exchange with sexual acts of being compensated with money that's prostitution her co-host strongly denounced her claim button said you have to agree to the sex for it to be prostitution jingas added that remy's remark was a gross simplification the grammy nominated rapper comment sparked instant backlash on social media yeah um i'll tell you right now she don't care Mm-mm. like y'all wasted y'all time and mm-hmm. more importantly revolt.com don't care i mean these niggas had uh 
fucking candace owens at the last like i is she gonna be fine she'll be on tv next monday probably mm-hmm. i don't think any one of that channel is gonna be like yo we can't have this we gotta get her off the air or she needs to apologize like nope. i think that like the bar is just low you know um and it went viral so that was the point yes all that shit going on at the same time was it very fucked up to say and gross and wrong yeah absolutely and that's why it goes viral i mean you're sitting across from joe button like this this is the level of discourse that's going to happen on a show like this and you know i don't i don't i don't even know what to say like i don't even know what to say with shit like that because it's just like that's basically what she getting paid to do agreed you know i love to to be outraged and all this shit but i don't i mean what she said was so simply so simply just wrong and it's obvious that that kind of shit is fueling that mentality correct that commentary is fueling a bunch of people that are rapists and a bunch of people that you know don't want to believe that someone can be sexually assaulted and all this stuff and you know and i like it's like i say on the show all the time man people are afraid of just saying i don't know you can say you don't know you know antonio brown's been accused of of some shit and maybe you really just feel like i don't from what i've heard so far i can't really say it happened or didn't happen that's not a crime now i'm I'm not saying that uh that um there can't be a point where like the propensity of evidence or more and more people have accused somebody i like obviously there there is you know look at bill cosby you know like but in general man like if you just feel uncomfortable and be like i don't know what happened and i don't feel comfortable saying this person definitely did this thing or whatever why not just say that then i well then this woman's a whore now like why why'd you have to go there i don't you know but like i said i think they're rewarded for going there in the viral moments and shit like what i'm saying right now it's not gonna get the clicks and the likes and the shares because what i'm saying right now is long and not uh black Too and white words. yeah it's not it's it's allowing for more than one possibility that Mo- shit never makes more it. than 140 characters move on right like if i just came on and been like you know whatever that would you know whatever um but yeah so i saw that training uh short men finally get some respect at a new clothing store a five seven at five seven finding suitable clothes was a tall order for ellie robinson wow they really had to put that in there even the article promoting this is is, is shitting on him a tall order for him okay for a five, uh, five seven that is five. that is short for a man the man's okay, average height is I'm five foot. Say, yeah, i know you want to do your, you want to do your thing you know you're short yes right so so i'm like you're not short mm-hmm okay for a man probably is that what we're doing (laughs) okay at five seven finding suitable clothes is a tall order for ellie robinson the former business exec constantly found himself swimming in oversized button down shirts and baggy pants made for taller guys so he built a clothing empire for men who were on his level wow the shade in this article what who wrote this the new york post oh no that makes sense uh this week the 44 year old expanded his clothing store for short men under five foot ten to brooklyn the business which sells duds ranging from casual henleys to formal button downs 
opened its first location in cedarhurst long island about a year ago robinson's own dressing struggles are what inspired him to start the business i was getting frustrated trying to buy clothing off the rack the 44 year old tells the post i never understood why things didn't fit me properly after asking around he found that he was far from the only frustrated male shopper poorly fitting clothes is a chronic problem for shorter men when he researched the fast fashion industry he found out why they're cutting clothing around the average male height when you hit five foot eight and lower you really start to run off the scale to create clothing for this overlooked market robinson decided to partner with an investment group who happened to be in his demographic all the members are five foot two today they all wear under 10 five ten clothing exclusive also the name of it is under five ten okay they all wear that exclusively on one of his co-workers jonathan globach is five foot two his other co-owner greg grinman is six foot two greg is a giant robinson says the scores clothes have subtle but important differences from what you might find at a typical retailer for example shirt collars are slimmed down and pants are lower rise uh robinson has hopes his brand will go national his second shop in crown heights celebrates its grand opening thursday night so i'm i'm happy and i'm i'm excited uh for him because you know black people we'll create a market like you will well he's white well he's white okay yeah i thought he's so black fuck this man okay no 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 these crackers is oh go ahead so you're so just gonna say i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> even if he's white it's still an underserved market <laughs> You know, because like, uh, I understand what he's saying. He's like, I don't want to go to the little boys department. I want grown man shit. I, I want to look like a man man, not like a little boy. Cause I can even talk about that when it comes to like shoe sizes. I have small feet. And so a lot of times if I want anything sophisticated, sometimes with the heel, I have to, it's hard to get my size because it's like, I don't want big ass bows on all my goddamn shoes and clogs. I actually want adult shoes, but when it comes to the heel, it's like seven and up, eight and up, and I'm like, well, goddamn, I'm a grown ass woman. Why can't? Why don't you have shit in my size? Yeah, I mean, it's good for him, man. Uh, you know, I was gonna make a joke about like, oh, good for the little fella and stuff, but I'm not going to. I think <laughs> short men are like one of the few areas where everybody feels like it's okay to like pick on them. But I mean, you can't help your height, Mm-mm. and I know they do get mad about that shit. So I'm gonna leave it alone. Um let's see um <laughs> except for that one short dude that's an asshole that wanted to fight people in bagel balls fuck him <laughs> um all right what else is happening oh i thought this was interesting it's a bit of a longer read but i thought uh you know i thought it was kind of dope um so you know tony morrison had recently passed mm-hmm. and if you guys were on twitter and stuff or facebook or just uh you know i think different candidates you know now when people are running for office like candidates politicians have to say something about the person that they're they died you know it's like a new thing um well the washington post someone wrote how not to mourn a beloved author when we reduce fighters like tony morris into a series of inspirational quotes we miss things that made them great uh and it's by sandra newman um and i thought it was a good read it's kind of long so i won't read it all but i will say like the gist of it is essentially when people die people quote them and try to simplify their lives into very small moments 
and we always pick the ones that can be manipulated out of context into inspirational moments um so when the great author tony morrison died in august the world responded with a familiar public ritual the online sharing of the most popular quotes senator kamala d harris tweeted something that is loved is never lost bernie sanders chose if you are free you need to free somebody else rapper common actress with uh carrie washington and democratic presidential hopeful beto o'rourke all went with you want to fly you got to give up the shit that weighs you down you know beto chose it because it has shit in it uh he liked cussing karen i'm not i'm not mad at him i like cussing as well news outlets including the washington post offer compilations of favorites like you are your best thing and if if you surrender to the air you can ride it so what's funny is if you don't know her work you just think oh this very this it's almost like she's giving positive uplifting quotes uh quotes every day mm-hmm. um but she's she's actually you know um a woman who wrote about race white uh white supremacy um the dystopia of america and blackness and the effect that it had on it and you know all that type of stuff i only read jazz so far and i'm planning to read more but in jazz i mean it's almost like a, a sad i mean it's it's like jazz it's, it's like a sad song you know it's like you're talking about in the background of these black people's lives slavery um sexual assault um you're talking in the back and it's not that these are main chapters or whatever but just the background of their lives you're not seeing it all but it's implied these things of like uh race riots and murders and and things of this nature so um to then reduce her to just some of these quotes is kind of kind of kind of messed up and i think that's what we do when people die period mm-hmm you know and she's not the only one that happens to everybody but it's just interesting Mm -hmm. you know and you talking about that even though uh Martin Luther King and Malcolm X are prime examples of that because people will take both of their speeches regardless of if they actually would have supported them if they were alive or not and actually just quote the shit and make the shit whatever they want it to be based and take it and strip it of all this context so when you read it, you go, yeah, but like you said, particularly if you don't know and you hadn't listened to the march on Washington and you hadn't read Malcolm X's book and you know, and that's why, um, I'm challenging myself. I'm better. And I started reading more so that I can actually know these things for myself and know the time frame and the context and what they were saying. So I won't fall for it because you can easily fall for some shit out of lack of knowledge yeah and this and i think you know when we do that also i think people don't they're kind of faking it mm-hmm. you know it's like i don't read her stuff i didn't go see this shit i just saw this quote floating around somewhere some of one of the quotes wasn't even something she said like it's it's just crazy what people do man um let's see what else uh huh. uh government sues match.com over fake love interest messages the federal government is accusing dating website match.com of catfishing its own users wow mm-hmm. you're charging me to, to actually catfish me mm-hmm. the ftc is suing match.com with this with a uh, match group which owns match.com as well as tinder okay cupid and plenty of fish 
for allegedly using fake love interest ads to pursue customers pay uh persuade customers to uh pay for subscriptions right because you gotta get them numbers up right oh i really want to suck some dick tonight uh but you know if you can't pay the 9.95 you can't see the rest of this message can't see my location i'm really uh, interested uh, in you uh, uh. but i would need you to pay ten dollars to find out match.com lets people create profiles for free but requires a subscription to be able to respond to messages match what? Mm-hmm. match sent emails to non-subscribers telling them they had received a response on the site but millions of emails referring to notices that came from accounts already flagged as likely fake the ftc said on wednesday match had blocked some of these suspicious accounts from sending messages to his paying subscribers but didn't give the same protection to the free account users the ftc said in a blog post the people who then subscribe in response to these messages were potentially exposed to scammers the ftc says that the practice is unfair placing people at risk of romance scams so that match could make more money correct and that's the thing man these companies aren't really regulated and a lot of this is the wild wild west and it takes somebody like the ftc coming in and being like what you just did was fucked up pay some money and and cut it out right because you're purposely scamming consumers companies don't give a fuck they just want your money right uh match had yeah and, and the fact that they had blocked some of them means they know like we don't want to bother our paying subscribers with this bullshit but the free people fuck them they got to sign up then some of them will sign up just to respond correct um and they get got they get got no you should be held accountable for that bullshit block them all yep and prices for match.com subscribe subscriptions vary depending on length from twenty dollars plus to thirty dollars plus a month depending on the length of the time a user subscribes for the ftc said hundreds of thousands of people subscribed to match.com after receiving communication from fake profiles that's a lot of money right so your money jumped because y'all allowed this shit to go through hundreds of thousands multiplied by 20 or 30 dollars a month. month right the ftc is also alleging that match didn't adequately disclose the requirements that consumers need to get match offers of a free six-month subscription if they did not meet someone special and that it didn't provide simple enough subscription cancellation practices of course that's the bullshit they do when you go and be like nope you gotta call somebody bitch i should be able to cancel i signed up on here i should be able to cancel through this thing bitch yeah that's like what they do with um uh gym memberships mm-hmm. where it's like you can sign up for planet fitness monthly subscription or whatever and you go uh, you know what i'm not gonna use planet fitness uh maybe i found another gym i just decided fucking i'm not gonna do it well you gotta come into the local planet fitness and tell them why you don't want to do it and blah 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 and it's like yeah they're basically banking on like yo lazies you already too lazy to go to the gym so we think you'd be too lazy to get your money back or we think that you'll be too intimidated or something like that and so we're gonna put this extra pressure on you and a lot of companies do this where hey i would like to change my monthly subscription to blank you're gonna need to call in you're gonna need to contact Mm -hmm. someone write a letter like a bunch of other shit that right did they know it's inconvenient and the average person is not gonna do and like uh like i have to do that to sign up correct i did not do that bullshit to sign up so man um i wonder how what percentage of people that signed that paid this money were men feel like i feel like i feel like it's probably more women you think it's more women mm-hmm. that will pay the money mm-hmm. i can't see it can some dude hey hey sexy 
you in town or something uh you want to see my message you hit me up i feel like women be like i'm not paying 20 30 dollars for 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 this for this 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 message and 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 i the reason why i say i think it's women is because if i'm on match i'm actually looking like like you know so i want the attention like not just funny like i want the attention that and then you give me this attention Mm -hmm. so then i'm more apt to pay and 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 it's it is but i always all my friends that are women that are on these apps is like i get inundated with too much shit like i don't like this is whack like i don't like i don't want uh like not these and, niggas you know and, and the reason why i said that is because particularly match they quote unquote promote themselves as quality they quote unquote promote themselves at, like like we do the commercials this is how they promote themselves i found the love of my life i think Yay! we're talking about two different things then because i'm saying these are free people people that got on match for free they didn't sign up for okay they don't pay 20 30 dollars and then they get a message and they go "Ooh, i want to reply to this message i'm going to pay 20 or 30 dollars a month i think that's more men than women i think women if a woman is serious minded like you just said about like i'm trying to find a match on here for real i think she already paying that 20 or 30 dollars and that's, and that's if, if okay, she yeah. if she is of that mind i think Correct. only men are stupid enough to be like i got a message i'll pay 20 30 dollars enough to like i think only men are that horny but maybe i'm wrong i mean i could be wrong i don't know i don't know i'm not i don't know shit about dating Man, what am i talking about um <laughs> <laughs> no fuck what i don't know what you motherfuckers are i'm corny i don't want to i would be born as shit yeah so i don't know um let's see what else happened a haitian senator shoots associated press journalist and security guard during a protest what yeah shit got real not that pop shots that's when you know that's when you, that's, <laughs> you know it's serious i heard of shooting at a politician i never heard of a politician shooting at, at people though <laughs> it was reported that the photog suffered from bullet fragments getting embedded in his face but the extent of the injury was unclear mm-hmm. Ooh, the politician said you got something to say <laughs> say it to my fucking face senator jean marie ralph fithier i don't know how you pronounce that last part was pictured flashing a gun and reports have named him as the gunman who threatened to use a weapon if he was not allowed to proceed through the cloud i guess they didn't uh guess they didn't uh heed the warning Mm-mm. uh he however said he said he used the gun in self-defense he stopped short of admitting uh, to shooting to the, the two men on camera i think it's on camera though the armed individuals on, cameras and photos yeah it, it, the cameras was supposed to be there yeah armed individuals threatened me it was proportional he said <laughs> nobody e- shot back though equal force equal response well where was they guns at right <laughs> what were the shots towards you what the hell uh the new haitian prime minister open carry for real right <laughs> come on this is haiti so i don't know the rules in haiti the new haitian prime minister fritz william michel was in the midst of his second confirmation meeting haiti has been embroiled in deadly protests february 7 protesters are calling for its president uh jovenel moise and the prime minister to resign earlier this year the state department has also cautioned for all non-emergency u.s personnel and their families to leave haiti the country reportedly has limited ability to provide emergency services to u.s citizens in haiti i don't know what is going on down there man maybe we should have let wyclef be the president i think we might have messed up 
everybody jumped to the gun on him said mm-hmm. he was stealing money right you know the, the original sean king they accused him of being and now look at haiti okay our bad guys um let's see jewel ceo steps down amid intense company scrutiny boy it's all falling down over there jewel ceo is that a company jewel um you know vaping oh oh jewel the the e-cigarette company also announced it will pull all advertising in the united states oh they gonna go fucking out of business because they they literally like the number one vaping company did like like some of the g uh, j u u l yeah Mm -hmm. you see them everywhere you actually see more of them than fucking cigarettes yep did that that Chappelle gift where they throw the water off the table and everybody just breaks out and runs uh yeah amid, just about to go on sale everybody about to buy them up before they move them out the market off the shelves Kevin Burns has stepped down as CEO of embattled e-cigarette maker Jewel amid intensifying scrutiny of the brand's marketing practices and public health crisis that has seen nine deaths related to vaping products and 530 confirmed cases of vaping related lung disease and and also the thing is uh from some of uh the reporting that i'm hearing Mm -hmm. some of them was modified like they they had tweaked it up and done shit to it and like fuck fucked with the original product so it's like this right here is not what the pro what you're doing you modified it so we're getting punished because you modified it i've heard that too i don't know enough about it and don't care burns will be replaced by casey crossway a former executive at tobacco maker altria which took a 35 percent stake in jewel last year crossways will continue a broad review of the company's practices and policies to ensure alignment with his aim of responsible leadership within the industry said a statement um and it announced they'll pull all this advertising in the united states which means they probably still everywhere else in the world and philip morris and altria announced wednesday the two companies are no longer considering a 200 billion dollar merger that would have reunited the two companies as they split in 2008 to focus on international domestic markets respectively the two companies will instead focus on launching iqos a heated tobacco product yeah yeah i told you this whole thing is they wanted to get into the market that's all it was they wanted to get into the market and the second they was like the ship is seeking oh oh we we don't have to do this now yep they were making too much money seems that could be the case karen because why all of a sudden my lawsuit stops right a woman in the sex tape with kevin hart files a 60 million dollar lawsuit against him i know he uh just got in that car wreck mm-hmm. and uh, i believe his friend who was um he uh accused him of extorting him and uh, whatever just they just dropped those charges so i don't know it sounds like she's alleging that she also was a victim in this sex tape thing uh that was caught on film that it looked like kevin hart was drugged or highly inebriated and you know like set up and Mm -hmm. people people were saying that it was extortion attempt at least that's what he was saying and you know obviously you know it publicly embarrassing to him and his wife and all this other shit and then uh that's when the lawsuit started and the first one was his friend getting accused of extortion like oh damn he set him up and now with this one uh kevin hart's being sued um 
she said heart conspired with a friend to secretly film the encounter according to tmz montia sabag is claiming hart and his friend jonathan todd jt jackson who was later charged with extortion planned the entire encounter when it went down in las vegas hotel room back in 2017 sabag is ordering i mean is arguing hart and jackson conspired to hide a camera and that the comic's motivation was to increase publicity especially in the wake of an upcoming comedy tour you know what I, I don't believe that yeah i don't know that that's gonna fly I, mean, I, I, I the biggest reason why i don't believe that because he's fucking kevin hart yeah he's already selling out arenas come like, on who and who goes to see a comedy tour because he's cheating right oh he got caught cheating oh well, damn i guess we better go check out check out the comedy tour i don't know how that's gonna how that makes sense uh she's suing for negligence negligent infliction of emotional distress and invasion of privacy the suit also alleges that hart permitted jackson into his hotel suite so he could hide a recording device that would film survive with hart jackson has been charged with a pair of counts of extortion after authorities have concluded that he tried to squeeze money out of hart to keep the tape private jackson has denied those allegations similarly hart was has denied he knew anything about the recording as he previously claimed he also was a victim of his friend's attempt to blackmail him well i'll tell you what if she's right and she does have a case that would be one of the most ridiculous self-owns of all time because kevin why would kevin hart even need that publicity correct how would that even help him and then the way he was so inebriated or whatever almost like he wasn't in his right mind yeah it was nothing that was such a weird moment you know but I, I I don't think he's gonna be talking about it at all. Mm-mm. I'm over it. Yeah, I, I doubt we. All the lawyers gonna be talking. Yeah, that's probably it for this. Um, all right, let's see what else do I want to talk about? Uh, let's do some fucking with black people. Uh, real quick, we're on the fucking with black people music. <laughs> We're, we're just, just fucking, fucking with those black people. people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe makes us feel fucked with and we assign points scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's fucking with us now uh let's see uh well, we know Amber Geiger was found guilty. I don't need to do that one. Mm-mm. Uh, how about zero? Lily Singh. Have you ever heard of her? Mm-mm. Well, she is a brand new late night TV show host and a woman of color. Okay. When former YouTube star Lily Singh debuted her new late night television show last week, the show garnered mostly positive responses with early critics calling it promising despite a few stumbles lily herself gushed about all the girl power and support she felt from fans and celebrity friends alike in the lead up to the premiere a little late with lily singh and although lily is being erroneously credited as the first woman of color to host a late night talk show what wanda sykes and monique are two black comedians Come on. both done so nearly a decade before yeah and then uh robin Thede had one i mean yeah um the first episode featured an impressive lineup of major celebrities from the office the offices rain wilson to mindy kaling um yeah one thing i will throw out there though is and i know it's like a twitter thing and and you know black twitter thing especially but sometimes when people write something 
lazy like that we don't have to turn on the person they wrote it about because it's not like that person's claimed it right you know and and even when they do claim shit like that a lot of times they really just don't know right you know it's like well don't say something if you don't know you don't know till you find out you don't know you know so i mean but in this case it's like she didn't say that shit so i mean there's i I understand there's things people are gonna be bad about but i i I hope that's not one if it didn't come out loud she would have said it that's a completely different thing but she didn't say it so other people are saying it and people get mad at her like she did you're like yeah that's the that's the writer's fault you know but whatever um but when i watched it something about lily's performance felt eerily reminiscent of her old youtube days in one of the show's first sketches there's a rap break in which lily declares i'm gonna throw some melanin up in your late night ain't talking about donald unless his last name is glover so why does that matter it's because lily falls to a category of non-black people of color in entertainment who have built massive followings often by mimicking black culture and leaning heavily into black stereotypes if you're not familiar with her early work a typical lily scene video would feature anything from satirical takes on pop culture to parodies of south asian culture and then later on sketches with celebrity friends and in many of these videos lily can be found in baggy clothes her hair cornrowed with the occasional backward facing cap and flashy jewelry to boot what is her nationality is she black indian i believe okay. maybe asian of some type i don't know but not not black okay so and i think she's also from canada so i don't know the rules on what they get how they get down in canada with this kind of shit you mm-hmm. know to be frank right i only know the american southern rules to be frank it's not Correct. even the same in the country like niggas in new york be letting all the brown people say nigga and it's just Come like on. a thing that happens and nobody says Certain shit in this other country you know you mexican that's fine and yeah i don't know the rules I, and this yeah. is not judgment i just mm-hmm. literally don't know the rules don't know how the fuck it's okay mm-hmm. some places and not other places there's right. no one uh, and it depends on per person too yeah and uh and you your personal experience with, with people of different cultures and stuff so correct um and how you feel about race and how you feel about it within yourself i mean uh, it's a lot this is a big complex topic but here's the sketch she was talking about let me see if i can get to the rap part she was saying slot is it, is it hey sorry i'm late oh. Lily, welcome Thanks. so excited to talk about your new show Me too. take a seat okay cool yeah anywhere is good yeah there's okay. one okay yeah cool um real quick sorry one second and uh, it's all white men in the room and then she came in and there's mm. a conference like story so, Lily, for your first episode, mm-hmm. we're thinking you enter in a mm-hmm. nice gray suit. Uh, gray? Well, I prefer something a little more colorful. Obviously. Totally agree. How about a navy? Or a brown one. Oh, brown. Oh, naked. Okay, we want to... I'm going to skip forward to the rap part. But clearly, you can already see it's set up to be like these white men holding a brown person back and a woman because it's all white men in the room. And uh, I guess this is her rap break. Hello, my name is Lily, and I ain't a white man. My skin got some color, and it ain't a spray tan. I know you used to only Jimmy's in the spotlight, but I'ma throw some melanin up in your late night. Now, America, this is you, but late night host. This used to be a boys' club, but I'm knocking down the door. It's time to switch it up in here, cause now a lady runs the show. I'm about to leave the wall with my pedicure toe, cause I'm turning off the AC and I'm 
Say she had bars to be frank um mm-hmm. i thought it was very well done um all right so uh back to the article um it's something that critics of lily's work have long decried about her brand a comedy writer and anti-oppression consultant mackenzie mack anti-oppression consultant you can get paid to do that interesting took on the subject in a viral essay in 2017 you can be brown and anti-black on lily singing in modern day blackface in the piece mckenzie argued that lily's comedy is indicative of non-black people performing blackness in the two years since they wrote it mckenzie says they've come to look at the issue a little differently it's really about non-black people of color performing anti-blackness um it's the black face without the actual painting of the face mckenzie told uh me on the phone it's amplifying their idea of blackness as they perceive it and at the end of the day it's a joke black culture is many things but one thing it's not is a joke okay sometimes it is it just depends on what we who can make the joke uh and lily is not the only one to do it her antics are part of a larger trend both in hollywood and on social media of entertainment that is rooted in offensive renderings of blackness take asian american actress nora lum for example whose online and on-screen personas have also come far too close to blackness for many people's comfort known to fans as aquafina the actress made her first big splash with the viral 2013 rap cover my vag she then brought some of that same quasi ratchet energy to her role in the trash talking sidekick pike lynn and 2018's crazy rich asians which critics highlighting lum's black scent as one of the film's few failings many of lily and Lum's defenders have pointed to their cultural and geographical locations as reasons for why they are able and often permitted to code switch in and out of blackness aquafina is from queens while lily was raised in scarborough an ethnic ethnically diverse borough in toronto highly populated by caribbean and south asian communities and so with canada being the great multiracial multipot that it is that's the harm uh what's the harm in letting all the rplcs mix together in one great big pan ethnic group uh this is a hill i'm willing to die says jamaican canadian writer and critic shireen taylor the continual use of proximity to culture and the specificity specificity of toronto to toronto is really only a thing when it comes to black culture or black diasporic uh culture um shireen argues that this excuse proves 
disingenuous at best when you consider how other cultures manage to remain unaffected by this proximity is that something that recip that's reciprocated when we step outside the confines of blackness because i only ever hear that argument when it comes to black things well you know i will add this part before i move on but um yes it is reciprocated wu-tang clan uh the fact that you know in fucking the 70s and 80s I, everybody knew black karate men that was opening up dojos and shit like mm-hmm. that we we appro- quote unquote appropriate shit too but yeah. when we do it it's okay you know and it's one of those things but it's a very complex topic when you talk about it because yes has people come taking what we have stripped us from it and exploited it yes I'm not saying that's not true. It is true. You got the right to be mad. You got the right to be pissed about it. But we also take shit from other cultures and make this shit our own too. And niggas have a tendency to skip that shit. That that shit's okay. But it's it's, it's when it's the other way around, we want to get mad. We want to get upset and bent out of shape. But we live in a world which means everybody's going to be impacted and in and affected some way, shape, form, or fashion by another culture. You just are. And the thing about appropriation is subjective. And that's what people don't want to admit either. It is, it's no, there's not a book that says if you do these things, you're appropriating. If you do these things, you're not appropriating. It's all in how you feel about race. How do you feel about that culture? What is your interaction? And which, which will determine that? How will you raise? You know, a lot of that will determine what you consider appropriation. And the thing about appropriation, it's okay when I do it, but it's not okay when you do it. <coughs> and that's all subjective. And this is how you get into a lot of these arguments and debates and all that stuff. And people don't want to admit their biases when they come to what's appropriation and what's not appropriated. And like, Beyonce, when she, uh, did, did that, I won't say Indian, uh, native, almost an Indian garb. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Indian. Right, right, right. Some people said she appropriated. Some people said she didn't appropriate. If you was in the beehive, you was like, fuck them. She did. She got the right to do this, you know? And so that's what I said. People pick and they choose when it comes to it. I will admit, I don't know what the fuck appropriation is. I'm just telling you right now because there's so many rules and regulations on it. And a lot of it is contingent to how you feel. Like I said before, how you was raised, your interaction with other races, you know, because I do believe that races can be mixed and can influence each other. And I can take things that I've learned from black culture, go somewhere else and do those things but not but not i i'm not saying i'm black i'm not i'm not saying that i am a black person i have these black experiences just because i have um touched this you know but i do understand how people feel because of the hurt and the pain and the things associated with that i'm not saying that all i'm saying is that the reality is there's no rules and okay i'm about to say y'all screen you back now and that's it yeah it's just kind of weird too because people will say stuff like well when black people can't make money off of stuff it's appropriation if anybody else makes money off of stuff from our culture but that's a lot the reason these people know about this shit is because our culture did make money and it did spread and we did someone black did get a check off of hip-hop off of you know like k-pop is a ton of just asian people influenced by black people i love k-pop and wu-tang clan is black people influenced by asian people right culture is a fire culture is not like 
people want to put these boundaries and these boxes around culture but culture is not what you think it is where you Mm -hmm. can define it and stop it this definition and everyone agrees it's that's bullshit and the fact that we only try to commodify that via stuff like the internet you want to do it in academia and stuff but the truth is there the rules are no rules this Mm -hmm. it's messy and sloppy because human beings are messy and sloppy what about biracial people right you know what about that like what about um just the fact that maybe you didn't even grow up around black people but you can identify with our fact that we are have been oppressed you can identify with our outsideness you can identify with the pathos and the reality of what we talk about through our art these things can connect with you there's people that listen on a podcast and they pick up on slang that we have they're not from the south Mm -mm. you know and i know that they may feel a certain way like i don't want to be out here saying these but to me i'm like i don't give a fuck about that i sure don't if i listen to Deezus Merrill and i'm like europe there's some people that are gonna be like nigga you ain't from here but you know what fuck those people at the end of the day it's like dog these people are influencing the culture this is what influencing the culture means yes it does it does there's no it doesn't stop there you know like the things that we do matter and the things that we do influence folks that does not mean someone can't still be anti-black and participate in black culture or be influenced by it that's this is not me saying oh this woman is a good person i don't know this woman just heard of her when i hit play on this okay but (laughs) the idea that like there's a box of shit that is only belongs to black people to me is fucked up because i know we violate that rule i know we we do do. you know we do the shit all the time black people shit we'll say to this day i got indian in my family and i have no proof of that Mm -mm. we just say it you got quote-unquote good hair now you got indian in your family like we just do like people are influenced and do shit and it's not necessarily right or wrong to it at all times but i know that some people wouldn't have a job if they didn't make it sound right or wrong at all times um here's a clip from my favorite movie or one of my favorite movies the last dragon am i the meanest am i the prettiest Show sure up! Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show sure up! Well, who am I? Show sure up! Who am I? Show sure sure up! I can't hear you. Show sure up! The Shogun of Harlem. The Shogun of Harlem. That ain't a black man this is like this movie is a cult classic man people quote this i quote this people love this movie i love this movie yes that's my jam the main character is literally called bruce leroy yes sir this is not like there are this and the point i want to make here is not well now we need to disavow this no we never disavowed this black people are not like why would you play something so race sensitive to asian people it's so insulting why did you play this thing where we appropriated their culture no to me like especially between us and asian people i've always felt like there's a there's a level of kinship there and Mm -hmm. we talk about anti-blackness in these cultures but it works both ways we also have anti-asianness in black culture yes we do more importantly the thing we always skip over in these discussions we have anti-blackness in black culture right because all of us have been taught anti-blackness all of us have been taught white supremacy so we we act like we're the we can only absorb that 
but we can't put it out in the world but we do put it out in the world you know we put our anti-blackness ourselves even the way that she couched this kind of this discussion in you know uh they're harmful stereotypes are they what's harmful what's a harmful stereotype about aquafina rapping exactly or her using aave what's what exactly is harmful about that have you thought about why that's harmful why she shouldn't be able to do that it's a harmful stereotype to us like is that really her fault or our fault that 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 talking then our slang is gonna set us back somehow like isn't that couched in some level of respectability i'm not saying you can't feel like someone's interloping like if you feel like somebody's a fraud i feel you on that right and i think some of these some of these conversations they get bigger than the actual conversation because like i just feel like this woman's perpetrating totally can understand that yes sir on an individual level a motherfucker could be perpetrating they oh yeah i'm like this i'm like that and you're like you're not really like Mm -mm. that Mm -mm. you're Mm -mm. this is an act you do to get paid Uh, what you may call it uh first thing first time to relax right 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 like you're you're from australia you didn't grow up around this you don't talk like this you know that when it's time to get paid you talk that way and then when you do interviews and shit you talk differently and stuff i've seen the same critique about aquafina um and aquafina the only difference i would say with her so far is of what i know of her it's either in acting or rapping in which case she is performing that blackness you know if that's how you learn to rap or whatever okay i I, like i don't have to listen to it or enjoy it but i'm also not offended by it necessarily either um unless you say some wild shit if i catch you saying some wild shit about us then that's how you make the list all right it ain't like for me it ain't about appropriation ain't about these bigger issues these bigger it's simply this if i can't in the same i would feel the same way if i caught wu-tang saying something fucked up about asian people i'm like man what the fuck are you talking about this how you make your fucking money you don't get to be that person who's talking about uh it's msg in this food or calling using racial slurs for asian people no dog no Mm-mm. and i better not catch one of these k-pop motherfuckers saying something fucked up about black people come on like it's i mean the rules thing is that's my rules i can't speak for everybody else but i think those are much easier rules than trying to add a level of like it's digital it's it's blackface and shit like that i'm like yeah i don't know blackface and, is an actual thing yeah it is and also i think a lot of people ownership and the thing about culture and races, races, you know, mixing and things like that, that ownership blurs. And that's the reality. It's, it's no more ownership. It's a big ass blur ass line and it's gray areas and it's kind of all over the place. And this, the red bleeds into the blue, bleeds into the green. Like, and that's, yeah. that's just what the fuck happens. There's no ownership here. And I think people feel like i own this so since i quote unquote own this you don't have a right to use this but you didn't patent whatever it is and odds are whatever slang or however you was raised up somebody was doing that shit way before you somebody taught them somebody taught them this is decades of i mean you you can't behind it you can't own culture no but people think that culture is a thing that that is going into the world and influencing and being consumed it's it's ethereal ethereal it's 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 trying to catch water between your fingers you can't own it only the internet gives you the illusion that there's some quote-unquote conversation we can have that'll fix this let me tell you something being from the south right 
like i i grow up down here like hip-hop for a long time was considered a northern thing yes sir right and then the south but with crunk music really blew up like they had been rapping before that mm-hmm. a ball mjg and um you know uh the ghetto boys scarface like people have been rapping from down here for a long time yes Luke. but yeah lou crisscross mm-hmm. like there were there was all kinds of music coming from down here but it wasn't considered like dominating the industry and representing for hip-hop but as soon as crunk music dropped and outcast came through come on motherfucking north rap star sounding like us new york niggas star sound like us right and you know they've actually interviewed luke and luke was saying he would go up north and as much shit as people up north talk he was like they fucking love the music but yet you got the front otherwise and say it ain't shit but it transcends where you are right because like i said i don't know anything about california but i fucking love kendrick right you know and so it's one of those things where kindred music touches me just as much as somebody up north music touches me and i'm from the south so to me a lot of people feel ownership to those things but there's no ownership to them. right and also i'm saying even within the black just black american like uh commerce of culture there are people who are not from my area of the country and they do that y'all shit and they mm-hmm. do that you know they talk like uh, they talk like us sometimes for a joke sometimes seriously but we influence culture I don't, i'm proud of that i'm not Me too. like i'm not injured by that mm-hmm. and i also think differences can be funny yes. like on the internet it's like this whole like nothing fucking funny shit that people keep pulling and i'm like nah man if you if it, like that used to be a beautiful part of the 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 cultural commerce this is what that's what i'm going to call it. it used to be a beautiful part of it was like okay when you first watch minister society and you not from california how many of us mocked those accents or tried to do like we thought it was so cool but we also was like man they kind of talk like us like right. they kind of got a little accent slang that like that i didn't know about you know um you know they walk a little bit differently and you know what all of these niggas from all over the uh, america come from down here in the first fucking place so that's where the boat stopped so right like all this shit where it was like we're trying to take it back or limit what people can do with it, i think it's just it's a fool's it's a fool's assignment because it can't be done Mm-mm. and i'm not saying you can't feel a way about it right. but damn it's like i don't it's like it's such a fruitless feckless thing to try to like dominate like nah this is what culture does and it's to me it's what's beautiful about humanity is that i've never been to japan and i love anime and sir we love anime you know but you know and 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 as long as i'm not somewhere going stupid ass asian people japanese people or being like uh as long as i'm not disrespecting their culture or whatever or being like i invented anime you know like as long as i'm not doing that shit i don't see what the fucking problem is and vice versa if i don't care if you're asian or korean and you want to start like a rap group like cool man that's that's so fucking cool i can always look at that as black power like yo we fucking did that we made someone that will that from fucking 13 hours around the globe be like yo i i I love what this is i want to do my own version of that yeah and also uh and, and not to get off topic but particularly when you talk about rap 
rap was you know the history of it particularly once you once rap starts evolving it's more of this is how i feel this is the community around me i'm rapping about my life and the things i've experienced other cultures can pick up from that i'm rapping about my life and my experiences you know even though it ain't the same the foundation of it you know because we talk about nwa and some of these other people they rapped about shit popping off in the street they rapped about their lives they rapped about you know being handcuffed being harassed by the police They're universal messages right we don't do this shit when when cannon busters dropped on netflix all black just like black anime twitter people like yo we look black influence anime it's on netflix you can go binge it it's so fucking good i love that blending of the cultures like it's only when we get and maybe it's just you don't like a certain person or maybe they just have done some other shit that you just but it's literally like the time one of these people pops up and they are not black and they are rapping or they're not black and they're using some black slang there's like a contingent of people that just like start hating and being like how when can we take this person down yeah like they don't don't want to give them a chance yeah and we just don't do that to black people the other way we don't and we get not only that we defend black people when it happens the other way Mm -hmm. if asian people say they have a problem with uh foxy brown's china doll album or Nicki minaj and her talking about having chinky eyes and, and wearing anime hair when she was doing pop we were like man fuck you she's a black woman you're not gonna tell she's also kind of asian because she is from the island like we will go into that one thirty seconds of blood for to defend that when i'm like we really don't have to win this fight or defend it culture influences shit yes it does that's just what it does so look and if if a if a um black person is taking up like uh martial arts that are you know asian in origin like why why does that have to be like a rule based around it you know so anyway um you know it's just it's just wild um so why is this seemingly innocuous culture exchange really harmful well the answer to that lies within america's difficult history for non-black people performing blackness going right down to minstrel shows of the 19th century uh you know one of the things no nobody ever talks about with the minstrel shows there's black minstrels yeah it is yeah it's uncomfortable huh yeah the uh on broadway the highest paid uh performer uh for minstrel shows was a black person was a black man yep he came out of his regular face and everybody else was just white yeah so not you know and also at the time at the time like it was obviously fucked up Mm -hmm. um but that shit also is how a lot of people made money and and um and not just white people you know it's just uncomfortable the rules have not been black and white uh no no pun intended on a lot of stuff that we act like has been black and white throughout history hasn't been Mm -mm. you know the same way that we oh it's respectable ability politics putting on a suit used to be a time where black man couldn't wear a suit come on black woman wasn't supposed to be able to put on a nice dress and it was revolutionary at the time now it's some shit we go you coon you know oh this nigga cooning you got <laughs> you want me to pull my pants up you know like now we have changed it you know times have changed anyway and while it's a comparison that many of lily's fans have said is too harsh to be applied to her mckenzie says the analogy does hold up where you consider similarities in what performers in both cases are really doing making blackness itself the joke the joke is that blackness really isn't all that real 
why which is why it makes it easy for me to turn it into something that people should laugh at mckenzie said lily for her part has always either ignored or fired back at critics never fully engaged the ways that her work may be harmful to those communities because there's nothing she can fucking do at that point right and that's and that's the thing also that a lot of these quote-unquote critics know they know that they have like if you were to accept the worst version of yourself which is what they're telling everybody this is the worst this person is harmful they hate black people they their intentions are how am i how am i supposed to engage with that right you're starting at 10 there's no conversation to be had there's nothing the only thing you could want me to possibly do is just go the fuck away that's it right you know like that like there's always this weird like why aren't they why aren't they responding to this criticism there's not a response to be had you don't you don't actually want a response you Mm -hmm. prefer them to continue to be quiet so they can be that punching bag so you can continue to pile on and every action they take you're gonna fucking like double down on it anyway so like i I hate when people do that shit where they pretend like we're looking for some dialogue no you're not this like this article doesn't say well and it could possibly be some other things no you you stated how you feel and there's nothing this woman would ever be able to say that would make any of this okay right and the thing is the reality of it everybody that comes into black culture and takes pieces out of black culture and and goes somewhere else with it everybody's intentions aren't bad and everybody you know people just assume that you come here your intentions are always bad you know and i do understand that you know right but everybody's intentions are not always bad everybody we're not the butt of the jokes you know like like they're not poking fun ever at us they're just like oh i just like this culture some of us need to examine ourselves because we do this with everything look at the initial response to a black lady sketch show right they had said so much fucked up shit about the women who write that show they're not really black Mm -hmm. uh they're black people picking on blackness for white people they're you know just a bunch of just shady shit and you're sitting up there like do y'all even know these women like what made y'all be able to say that you watched 30 minutes of one show and you decided what these women's lives are without knowing any of them okay like we do shit like this and it's because we are upset inside because of the harsh unfairness of racism and white supremacy and what it's done to us and i don't and i i I empathize with that that. i i go through it my fucking self Mm -hmm. but the solution can't always be like everything bad rah 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 tear the shit down some of this shit is i'm just not gonna watch it because it's corny to me and that's fine i don't have to put an academic buzzword on it just the shit is whack Mm, i don't have to write no dissertation no i'm not now once again this is not to say this woman can't be a piece of shit i don't know this woman correct i guarantee you if she been on youtube youtube i mean y'all can probably fucking find something because anybody popular on youtube got some shit yeah, all of them yeah, yeah you don't get popular on youtube without yeah, doing somebody's line right and when you fail on youtube that shit is forever ever so you make a joke that that he missed a mark on youtube nigga that's that's it you know so like i don't this is not a defense of this woman in that mm-hmm. way but a defense of i just don't think this argument is ever really fully uh fleshed out it's always kind of talking in some weird like you know talking in aave is invalid for people that aren't black and i'm like if you're influenced by the way we talk how's that any different from being influenced by the fucking queen's english that white people talk like why is our shit always gotta be the worst or some nefarious shit like um we had a fan that we were talking to at uh the panel we were at 
and he was talking about how he was an immigrant to this country and while he would appear to be black to everyone you know the cop pull you over you black mm-hmm. if a cab sees your ass with a hand up they're gonna drive right by you because you black yes, they are but he's like you know i'm not black i came from the, another country and you know uh i think he came from part of africa if i'm not mistaken but yeah he not he knows like he's not black quote unquote right mm-hmm. but culturally he was like yeah out in school i'm hanging with the black kids um not out of some like cool let me go and shark your culture but out of some like these are the people that are nice to me yes that accept these are the people that accept me and did they pick on me yes they picked on me they they got jokes about my hair they got jokes about me being a refugee they got all the you know all the insensitive shit the kids do but he didn't turn on black people and be like and that's why black people are inferior and white people are the real friends he didn't do that he hung out with black people he learned how to do the dozens himself you you learn how to be funny you you laugh at yourself too and you you know and then they they help you out like i i'm gonna clown you for having them whack-ass shoes but then i'm gonna be like now look if you want to get some good shoes and go to foot locker with me i'm gonna hook you up son like that's what we do that's why i love us because i think the thing that white supremacy tried to break us of the most is that spirit of inclusion and they want us to be like them and a lot of us even the most revolutionary black people really do want to imitate whiteness in that we want to be exclusive exclusionary Mm -hmm. we want in our in our in our zeal to protect ourselves we want to do stuff like shut down our most powerful weapon which is our culture like the thing that makes people identify with us from all over the globe and never seen a black person that fucking lies right but they heard some music or they saw a video or something but they never talked to one of us in person and it's that thing someone's listening to this podcast right now that's never really fucked with black people before Mm-mm. and it's and listening to us and we talk about our plight but with our humor our music our jokes all of this stuff is influencing somebody somewhere and now they can identify in a way they couldn't before because before this the only thing they would have known is racism so to me i don't get offended by seeing the blending of culture Mm-mm. that in itself is not offensive to me and there is no litmus test i can give to say what's appropriate and what's not because if i was doing that a lot of black people wouldn't pass we don't talk about that Come on. so a lot of black people using a bunch of slang and shit they didn't grow up with just because you black don't mean that this shit is all your culture you know we see it all the time like people with blackness this and blackness that as a brand and we're like this motherfucker was raised around white people they grew up in this place they didn't and you know what it's still their culture yes it is they didn't grow up in the culture it's still your culture because culture is a fucking forest fire come on in it's gonna burn you up that's it like there's no fucking kicking out or kicking in you couldn't even kick kanye out and he didn't even want to be around niggas he, he is all the way back so this concert out like i think people maybe get carried away because the internet gives us this fucking ability to feel powerful and to feel like we're making rules up that don't exist agreed and this ability to make us to be able to explain our dissatisfaction and yes we can explain it but does that make you right like you can explain it but does that mean what you said was true i feel this way therefore this woman is this way i feel this way therefore is the only way to view this thing i'm not saying black people's feelings aren't valid i'm just Mm -mm. saying we can also recognize that they are sometimes feelings and there isn't like this this hard and fast rule 
to our feelings sometimes sometimes we feel a certain way about one person and not the other you know justin timberlake gets to come on in blackness timberlake and missy welcome him on in and then he's pulling Janice titty out and and going quiet and we, we he's in and out right like we he in and out like we know this is a thing we can feel complicated about the stuff but i think when we trying to simplify it to like this is all good or all bad and we all understand and agree nah man that's not true so um anyway uh she's it also minimizes the experience of the people who carry the real very very real baggage of what it means to live out those identities actual black people i don't get to choose and not be black and lily soon shouldn't get to decide that she is she didn't say she was black though she said she was indian see this is the mischaracterization i'm talking about like in order to make your argument work you basically have to lie and be like this woman says she's black this isn't rachel dolezal you know they did this shit to bruno mars too mm-hmm. there's a look if you want to say this person doesn't credit blackness enough i'm with you i don't know her like that but that you know if that's a thing cool i ain't gonna fight you on that like shit that's we see that people that 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 are influenced by something but don't truly understand it i can see that happening but this whole idea of like just by merely being uh being use being talented or using black culture as a means of expression makes you therefore blackface i think that's too far man so and like i said if i was feeling that way i'd be feeling that way about every nigga not from down here that do our shit and they'd be feeling that way about me when i i've been influenced by hip-hop slang and shit and i make jokes about you know uh shit i've heard in a rap album and stuff and i ain't from new york and stuff mm-hmm. like it we would be doing this shit all day that's why tumblr was such a ridiculous platform when them people Come on. got a hold of it i was like oh, can i just get back to some titties Tumblr, you have to sc- the scroll a smooth two minutes. You'll be like, well, goddamn. Come on, speed this shit up. It's Titty Tuesday, not cultural appropriation Saturday. What's happening? You know? So, yeah. Anyway, zero to a hundred. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get this to zero. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Hate to be like this, y'all. I don't care enough yeah i think i'm a zero too because i'm not gonna watch this woman's show mm-hmm. and i don't i didn't watch her youtube no I and don't. i don't actually care about that part but i do care about us making these arguments that i don't think we make when we do the shit and I, and, I and people are gonna try to act like there's some ideological difference there's not we do a lot of shit with other people's shit we do and we don't and we and none of us goes that's off limits we watch yep. rush hour like everybody else come on and laugh we, when we leave the theater you know particularly with women we you know uh wear chopsticks in our hair we love yeah. kimonos you know earrings with uh uh, uh chinese symbols yeah you know things like that tattoos like, right and it's a bunch like of that. shit man i like I, I miss cultural i miss when it was an understood cultural exchange and influence that we respected and yeah there's some people that perpetrate and violate but you understand that black people that perpetrate and violate that's not a thing that's exclusive to somebody because they're outside of our race you know but Agreed. i don't know uh, but then you wouldn't be able to write the piece and get everybody talking and we talked about it so it worked you know so good job uh anyway i'm not fucked with by the the example of that video or whatever but you know the the whole discussion always fucks with me a bit but anyway uh let's see um 
you know that's enough fucking with black people that was a long one uh let's see what else i got here maybe we can do some uh some white people news let's do it let me see if i got anything uh queued up uh oh i do have some stuff queued up all right well you guys know we have uh the new uh version of um of uh black people news uh music and let me bring it up but we try to now instead of taking white people bastardizing black songs we have black people putting some seasoning on white people songs and i think for the most part everyone likes that better (laughs) i think they do (laughs) so we're gonna continue that streak going here um if i can uh get this on here okay unmute this real quick rewind all right today we are doing something a little bit different um basically we want to take like an older song uh timeless song song from an older generation and flip it and do something a bit new with it um the song we've chosen is a abba song first of all do you want the smoke breath okay come on number one the isn't it a dancing queen so really really different as well hopefully it's, it's gonna be cool so we're, we're just gonna have some fun with it and you know see how it goes so. they so polite man they come on and introduce the song to you and shit hit the remix on their ass all right well shit then um <laughs> don't turn that dial it got jam on it right welcome to the quiet storm come on abba's dancing queen yeah somebody said midnight soul right i'm Donnie. i'm back talk about this yeah. uh <laughs> hold yourself tight ladies because you're about to get a little warm <laughs> <laughs> uh cheerleaders held a oh we gotta talk about that child's man you know trump that's that's white people's man and uh it's white people's news so this is our time to talk about it um 
cheerleaders held up a trump 2020 sign during a football game and they were put on probation uh for the rest of the season yeah yeah my favorite part is i saw a video that was from the news about it and uh one of the people defending the cheerleaders was a brown person with a maga hat on i was like boy definitely don't want to visit that town Mm -hmm. uh nancy pelosi launches formal trump impeachment inquiry okay so we got them guys Mm -mm. people don't understand how that process that was close guys i'm not gonna lie i thought i was gonna have to vote in 2020 but uh thank you nancy we can all stay home keep our sandals on and flip-flops and curl up with a nice book and tweet our dissatisfaction with the country and just say hey i'm upset but thank goodness nancy took care of it so uh we won all right no hello president uh biden okay Mm -mm. (laughs) cruising to victory impeachment doesn't mean a goddamn thing trump white house accidentally sends talking points to democrats then demands the email to be recalled and the talking points were the talking points uh they were going to use against the impeachment inquiry but what about her emails we still ain't found hillary emails and that's why she better than y'all okay turns out she was right only emails that didn't get hacked was the ones hillary had come on sound like <laughs> y'all niggas got transcripts to calls leaking and shit i'm just saying y'all might should have fucked with your girl okay should have been asking her now what cool server you uh you on who you using because uh you know i got a problem with some leaks and i need to i mean what you got double encryption on your uh you got you got that you got <laughs> i mean did you pay for the upcharge you got that double id on your phone you gotta wear text you your phone the code when you log in come on <laughs> like i saw jack from twitter got hacked yeah i saw jack from twitter got hacked not jack he got hacked on his twitter account i was like damn (laughs) this nigga oh man if they got him what chance we got come on it's always weird when people get hacked exposed to dms i always figured that that would be the first thing to go is look what they be because that's where everybody talk all this shit like girl look at this tweet like that's that's how you really cause damage like look what wendy's being here dming people about some bullshit uh i don't like them niggas over at bojangles girl i heard bojangles put rats in their food pass the word burger king that's what i want to see ah yes put them screenshots out what they were really saying about the spicy chicken sandwich Mm mm-hmm it's like papa john's dming people black lives don't matter uh oh it do matter it do matter i got fired uh different we took over the account uh <laughs> and then the last thing i don't even remember what i saved this for it's a tweet from offer let's see oh yeah robert de niro was on uh cnn okay uh i think he has a movie coming out or some shit mm-hmm. and so they were interviewing him and uh it it went really robert robert de niro on him like he's really trying to move up the uh white bay rankings uh as of late in his old golden years because <laughs> you know he said i think he said fuck trump at the uh at one of the um like 
either the Oscars or the Emmys mm. or something. This guy is should not be president, period. And when you say that, folks on Fox come after you. I remember the Tonys when he got up there and cursed. Yeah, he cursed the Tonys. That's what it was. Oh, wait, it's still right. The great part. Uh, give it a few seconds. Um, I say you gonna have to go to YouTube now. I hope not. I Man, it's it's kind of loading in the background a little bit. But uh, Tonys when he got up there and cursed. A lot of criticism of you. Fuck him. Okay, well you. Know- <laughs> white people use white privilege for shit like that i'm like man a nigga could never get away with this a million years but that's what i would say <laughs> right some of you fuck them okay well you know this is cable Sorry. so it's not an fcc someone box. someone in the background <laughs> was like oh i wasn't this thing you you know you know you don't fucked up when you got the people in the background going oh i i went i i i, I didn't know i was supposed to hit the dump button my bad my bad guys i was supposed to mute that and Robert De Niro's so rich, he's like, I'll pay the FCC fine. I'll pay the fine. Like, I don't care. Blank this out. He's like, we're live. And when you say that, folks on Fox come after you. I remember the Tonys when he got up there and cursed. A lot of Fuck criticism em. of you. Fuck him. Okay, well, you know, this is Cable, <laughs> so it's not an FCC violation, Sorry. but it is still a Sunday morning. Well, I we're, do wonder we're why you choose to go that let way. Let me say something. Why do you we choose are to go a, that We way? are in a moment in our life in this country, where this guy is like a gangster. He's come along and he's said things, done things. We say over and over again, this is terrible. We're in a terrible situation. We're in a terrible situation. <laughs> and this guy just keeps going on and on and on without being stopped. Hmm. Well, let's fit in a break. Let's squeeze in a commercial. More with Robert De Niro in just a minute. I ain't know what else to say. And he was like, I should know I played gangsters. <laughs> Why do you choose to go that way? <laughs> Fuck them. What the fuck? Fuck them. All of them. Nigga, are you not seeing this shit? The country's in hell in a has basket. So they act like it's not happening? Right. Whoa, whoa. Well, that ain't gonna stop fucking racism. Like, why you ain't cussing? Okay. Right. Y'all should be just as mad as me. <laughs> All the CNN programs should start with, man, fuck this nigga. Anyway. <laughs> Come on. Here's what Trump did today. This motherfucker is crazy. Um, a woman was attacked by a bison in the same Utah park as her date had been. Oh okay yeah. yeah a woman a man who was gored by a bison in june took a date back to the same place only for her to be attacked now see what you, you put it like this when you said we were gonna have bison i didn't know that, I, that the bison was gonna gore me i thought we was gonna have uh, a bison sandwich you know barbecue bison you know but this is the second time so y'all did know the second the first time it attacked oh, so, you so so we went me and you went the first time and then he we, got gored the first time and then the second time she went back and they she went back with him and she got attacked nigga we ain't going back what the fuck are we going back for right white what, people what nonsense is this white people mm-hmm oh my goodness you tell me any wild animals loose around us the fuck we going out there for uh let's see uh kyler borghese borghese uh brought kaylee davis to the same trail at state park in utah plans to watch the sunset but when miss davis ran a little ahead she ended up alone with a bison who charged and flipped her into the air she's recovering from a broken ankle in the hospital 
in an earlier attack uh he had suffered a cracked rib and collapsed lung and he went back right something like that you gotta go back if you go back you gotta go back like once every two years so that the so that the uh so that the animals will forget you hmm. you gotta make it a Did- you gotta make it a bicentennial Sorry. <laughs> That's good. You were saying something? I'm sorry. Let me cut you off. I can't beat that one. That's good. Did the bison see him? He's like, Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. He's like, I thought I, I told you. your ass. Maybe if I hit your girl, okay? <laughs> Y'all learn the lesson. Stay the fuck out of my front yard. Maybe he was trying to hit the girl the first time. And missed, right? Uh, the last incident happened in established trail in Antelope island state park witnesses reported seeing a bison strike miss davis with his head lifted her off the ground a 22 year old was airlifted to the hospital in ogden utah miss davis told local media she had run ahead of mr borgos i don't know how to pronounce this on the trail when she saw the bison it was i was uncomfortable standing there by myself uh especially after hearing this story she said um but when she tried to run away from it four cyclists happened to come down the trail and spooked it the bison charged her and flipped her 15 feet in the air good god it don't sound like she went with him after she heard it so she wouldn't know the first time if this is even possible at a state park why the fuck are you there that's my whole point we're somewhere where wild animals can just roam around us being fucking i don't have no goddamn business there you came into the bison's living room and it ca- it did the castle doctrine and was standing his ground it was like what the fuck are you doing in my kitchen get the fuck out of here it was like uh you know what dog um i don't think you live here Mm-mm. and as such i have to defend myself and i don't blame it i seen what y'all did it used to be a lot of us out here i remember when I, my best friend was a buffalo now what happened come on uh the animal then trampled him oh yeah so he 30 faced a similar situation when he was gored months earlier he had reached the summit of the park's highest point a familiar trail for him when he saw two bison one immediately charged at him as he tried to back away the bison's horn gored his torso the animal then trampled him and kicked his head so he told he down south we call that he done told you once so what why would you go back why would you go back you already done been told i uh, you know what though that he was part, like oh you you decided to come back right it, you, you know want some more of this ass whooping come on come on yeah this is the uh jeff goldblum and jurassic park corollary for why shit be happening to white people life uh finds a way you keep fucking with it. <laughs> it is. I mean, I love white people as far as going out there and finding shit. I mean, exploring. Like, y'all be finding the, the most dangerous, obscure animal be curing cancer and shit. So we need y'all out here doing this shit. But I, I'm not doing it. Oh, my God. You know, he probably said as soon as his girlfriend got hit. And ain't nobody gonna believe this. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
yeah, he did not. They did not immediately respond for comment from the BBC. Mister Miss Davis is the second bison-related injury at Antelope Island this year. Antelope Island staff say visitors who encounter bison on the trail should back away and return the way you came, or leave the trail. Give the animal a very wide berth when passing it. Why do you fuck with these things? Right, leave animals alone. Leave them alone. Why do you have to see them that close? Just like, can't you watch a nature documentary like everyone I else? I am fine and beautiful HD. Oh man, and the safety of my house. Good grief, this is just that's a lot, guys. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, let's see what other white people in the news. Uh, let's see. Um, ooh, our girl uh, Adele. Mm-hmm. is rumored to have done got her speaking of the bbc a new lover oh that's right because she got a divorce a new love interest and it's a rapper named uh let me get this right uh skepta skep skepta yeah okay um yeah you know uh there's surprising news and then there's this it looks like adele may be dating a famous rapper the hello singer split with a long husband simon konecki earlier this year but she's not letting romance fall to the wayside rumor has it uh rumor has it mm-hmm. that the singer is moving on with a someone new uk raptor rapper skepta we know that you're with skepta well for starters he's been adele's in adele's life for quite a while mm-hmm well i know one thing her next album gonna be fucking flames is it though i don't know i thought her albums were all about heartbreaking shit she just broke up with her husband but she might be happy with some bbc on the side karen so now what that's true okay so i don't know she might be uh swirling it up the according to the sun the source says the two musicians have been friends for some time but recently things took a shift towards romance elite daily reached out to adele's team for comment on dating rumors but did not hear back from the time uh by the time of publication <clears throat> yeah and we know adele thick so mm-hmm. yeah, that's one uh that's one uh stereotype i absolutely do believe in mm-hmm. as a thick woman black black men will be like now say they they saying you what now boo they calling you fat Mm-mm. Mm. come on over you're here. not gonna have that you my pog right <laughs> i love him girl bring it on over here <laughs> adele and skepta have been there for each other a lot ain't the- nothing wrong with that <laughs> oh man adele and skepta have been there for each other a lot after both their relationships split up they have a close bond and there's definitely a special connection they're spending more and more time together some of their friends are hoping and predicting they could end up being a great couple one day the same source also continued by saying that they are both private about their love lives they are both committed to their children first and foremost as well as for skepta the hip-hop hunk has previously been romantically linked to naomi campbell so he's no stranger to the a-list spotlight plus for those who may not be familiar he's got some serious bangers in his music catalog uh songs like shut down nasty and top boy uh propelled him to stardom and helped him solidify his spot as a hip-hop icon to be honest these two might not be such a random couple after all not only do both brits hail from tottenham london but they both are award-winning musicians skeptics fourth studio album konichiwa see 
mm-hmm see we do it uh was released to critical acclaim and even won the mercury prize so something tells me he's just the man to champion adele on as she uh continues winning grammy after grammy the best part of it all maybe skepta can help adele brush up on her rap skills i know you didn't forget about that time adele straight up slayed a verse from Nicki minaj's monster during carpool karaoke which then beat beyonce as well for uh for an award uh can we get a skepta collab or what i heard adele and, and beyonce collabed on something that's the rumor that's what i'm hearing too rumor has it okay so uh yeah adele is getting her uh soprano cakes smash the smithereens uh come on <laughs> smash the skeptic smithereens <laughs> good for her world on on up okay uh demi lovato just changed her hair color again oh not again oh shit we getting the hard-hitting white people news today y'all i mean come on what color she got it this time there's just something about a trim chop and die job that goes along with a big life transaction transition got a new job invest in a new boss haircut celebrating a major birthday why not book a bailiage appointment got brand new music dropping that's bound to go platinum bring out the hot pink hair color okay maybe you're not a world-renowned recording artist who can da 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 why don't we get to the picture uh <laughs> <laughs> why is this such a long description uh, uh but Demi Lovato amid hints of an upcoming album and rumors of a budding romance contestant mike johnson the star is testing testing out a new hair color mike johnson johnson that's, that's a very basic name uh, for a star the singer took the instagram ooh, show i like those tips pink dyed dip pink dip dyed ends karen mm-hmm, i like that that's pretty she is crediting to celebrity hairstylist paul norton and matching magenta eyeshadow done by etienne ortega yo how famous and rich are you that like a nigga does just your mascara mm-hmm. like i need my mascara expert bring me etienne okay i can't have nobody else do these do these eyelids right because i know they're not gonna fuck them up obviously yes uh you would hope not i'm just saying that it's gotta be uh that's gotta be a hell of a hell of a way to be famous come on uh let's see what else white people i would love that job white people are doing um because that's how you be a millionaire and most of the average person wouldn't even know you if you walk the street justin Bieber shares a photo of his watch as he prepares to say i do to Haley in south carolina now i thought they had already got married me too because i remember they was on some real super religious shit and he had turned over a new leaf and i think Haley is like one of the baldwins and they were dating for a while but they was all saved up and then you know when yeah, they just caught it uh what did you call it the them um um grandpa sweaters and then you know i'm not gonna be a bad boy no more type yeah of pants. yeah and you know also when cardigans you, when people is uh saved up and real religious and they start dating you know they're gonna get married real quick because you can't fuck until you get married right if you you know so it's like we ain't can't be holding this shit off too long because daddy got to hit that so uh justin bieber and Haley baldwin say i do again okay so it is second time <clears throat> a static couple pose up for pictures after their picturesque south carolina and i guess wedding they missed the whole daily mail uh picturesque wedding in Editors. south carolina 
in front of guests including kendall jenner as singer shares a picture of his 50k swiss timepiece wedding gift oh Jalen was there oh justin bieber and Haley baldwin kick-started their post-nuptial celebrations with cheeky uh with cheeky booth photo booth selfies at the time and not the second time in the year the pair reaffirmed their vows on monday evening during a religious ceremony at montage palmetto bluff in a twenty thousand acre luxury waterfront resort uh they got married for a first time in a private at a new york courthouse last september but the 150 member family member and friends witnessed the event in south carolina before the celebrations began guests seem to be starting the party with the parents of kendall jenner and jalen smith jaden smith among others uh that's a that's an adorable photo with uh jaden smith yeah it looked like they were doing like fun booze so they probably just stood there and people just kind of rotated around them that's cute mm-hmm. he kissed Jaden on the cheek man shout out to my man justin he's like listen i ain't i ain't homophobic even though i'm super christian mm-hmm. um uh but oh that's all that's the whole thing there's no more words that's mm-hmm. a rarity on daily new mail known today tell you about what everybody has on and describe mm-hmm. it in detail lots of black people yes it is i realized that too brown people okay okay justin so you went back to whiteness but you took your black people with you i feel you now see now see i can respect that normally when these white people be like oh i'm in trouble i gotta go back to being white they leave us behind you know molly Cyrus would have left us at the door oh i'm sorry you know she would have guys i don't mean to break your aching aching break your hearts so i gotta go you know but no nah, man justin said nah these still my blacks okay Aww. kendall jenner got her new black best friend well good for her she sorry. sure does sorry for jordan but justine sky is now the new black over there okay so okay good for her um i hope she met the qualifications yep lots of black people at this wedding mm-hmm. in south carolina i love it good for aids for everyone involved mm-hmm. little they had a ball mm-hmm it really does I, I appreciate that kind of whiteness it's wholesome you know right we're missing that all right back to the whiteness all right so that was justin bieber he was doing white shit in south carolina with his new wife mm-hmm. congrats to those lovebirds yes love to see white love guys we just don't see it enough okay <laughs> that was- it's funny man if somebody was like white love we'd be like you racist motherfucker <laughs> but we'd be like black love y'all see two black people together black love mm-hmm. and i know why okay i'm just saying it's funny <laughs> <laughs> white love we'd be like what mm-hmm. normally white love don't mean right it's like mm-hmm. white power you're like yeah, yeah well what you mean white love what you mean fam what you mean you trying not to taint your genetic pool is that what's happening white Come man on. white love Stacey Dash arrested in alleged domestic violence incident claims self-defense. Stacey Dash was arrested by Florida police Sunday evening in an alleged domestic violence incident. The clueless actor, actress, 52, was taken into custody after reportedly getting into a physical altercation with her husband, Jeffrey Marty, who I believe is a big-time Trump supporter and shit. I mean, who else would she be married to? In a report obtained by the Tampa Bay Times, police said they responded to a 911 call after Dash had gotten into a verbal argument with Marty during which she reportedly pushed him and slapped his face, which ultimately oh. left him with a red scratch, with red scratch marks on his left arm. 
however her manager sean p jackson tells people that dash was acting in self-defense they say actually called the police because she was attacked by her husband he choked her and she was defending herself jackson tells people when the police arrived they couldn't see any physical marks on her but they did see them on him he claims that police later detected marks on dash's neck during a medical evaluation marty did not respond to people's multiple uh, attempts to obtain his comment in a statement obtained by people dash says she and her husband had a marital dispute in their tampa florida suburb and that people did or police did arrive at their home on sunday no charges were pressed by her husband however deputies arrested miss dash peacefully as a formality uh miss dash husband appeared in court today september 30th on her behalf and miss dash was released from the lando lakes detention facility no further legal actions pending uh the marital dispute while personal and unfortunate has been since been blown out of proportion an earlier report on tmz.com said her manager told tmz that she was attacked by her husband both the sources relationship to miss dash and the events of the evening were misrepresented miss dash is a domestic abuse survivor from a previous relationship and has championed for other abuse victims to speak up um that's interesting because i know when she was on fox uh she was not with the me too shit the untruthfulness being reported saddens miss dash and her family no further comments will be made and we ask that miss dash and her family privacy will be respected yeah i didn't even know she was married they've been married for over a year just over a year oh okay having tied the knot in a secret ceremony so that's why you didn't know right because i was like she married just 10 days after meeting one another Woo! what a whirlwind relationship love at first sight uh marty's best known as the creator of a twitter account for fake politician representative stephen smith of georgia who was the first congressman to endorse donald trump and has been a vocal advocate for the president on twitter uh he is a father to three kids with his ex-wife he is dash's fourth husband all right good luck to those two lovebirds Mm -hmm. hope it work out don't be abusing nobody Mm mm-hmm uh aaron carter's message to beyonce has the beehive in full on defense mode Uh oh what happened now aaron carter i believe is that he was like a former child star he He had a singing group i think he was a solo act okay i think he had a song about like wanting to play shaquille o'neal one-on-one i could be shaq or something okay um well he's growing up now and time has not been uh as kind to aaron as the uh young adorable precocious white boy who thought he had a shot at taking out the one of the greatest centers in nba history in a game of one-on-one it's a kid with that type of uh potential you know you just would hope that they fulfill it but i don't think he was able to the beehive is raising the alarm at the former child star aaron carter randomly mentioned beyonce's name during one of his recent tweeting sprees the troubled singer has been a mainstay in the news as of late due to an explosive feud between him and his siblings backstreet boys frontman nick carter and his sister angel their public falling out has since escalated into levied claims of a physical and sexual abuse it seemed that like things had cooled down momentarily on Aaron's end until the I Want Candy. Ah, okay. Well, he didn't. Uh, which I Want Candy you thinking about? Because there's a bunch of songs now. I Want Candy. I Want Candy. Nope, wrong song. Wrong song. That's like a 80s or 70s song. <laughs> I don't think that's him. R- wrong song. My bad. And it's also I'm not my the, white people mixed up. It's also not the one from. Um, it's also not the candy song from Aqua Teen Hunger Force either. 
okay so i don't know I, I don't know this i want candy song yeah i don't know this song i want candy bubblegum a taffy right that's the one i know um went to the beach with my sweetheart sandy i want candy trying to do don't mean to visit trish's fda approved gonna make you groups like that's on juice ah oh, that was my jam that's right guys y'all didn't know i knew that did you uh <laughs> i'll try to look it up on spotify real quick if i can find aaron carter's uh i want candy but i don't think i've heard that song at least i i definitely don't remember it Mm-mm. as kids bob i want candy aaron carter okay yo that's so sad when you get old and you don't have no other hits so then they only mention the hits when you was like 10 well his <laughs> you may remember the song from lollipop good time <laughs> back in 1982 mama i want to go i want to stay up you're like well he's now a 75 year old man and he just shot up a school you're like oh damn what the hell is he calling i don't know this hi it's the candy factory hershey's can we help you <laughs> uh, this is when you had a minute intro what the hell is this candy line they talking on wait you, they talking on telephones with the wires what the Justin, fuck is this it's aaron i can't go out tonight i want to see this i'm going to see this girl what, what kind of candy is this boy talking about mm. is candy uh mm. slang for something else they sound she sounded like she was at her mama's house twist twisting the cord to plug into the wall well no he said aaron he's calling justin to say he can't come out and with just and play with justin today because uh, he's going to see this girl oh okay okay i'm with you now i don't i want to know what kind of candy this song about her name is candy oh her name is- i gotta go see it oh so this song's about getting some ass okay because i'm about to say it sounded like a little girl like like just from the voice that's why i thought it was he's a little, a little boy I- in this song and he sounded like a little girl because voice had changed I'm, i understand that now Mm-hmm. oh my god it is the version you talked about but it's the but he must have remixed it because that's not the original version okay because i remember i want candy yeah that's by i think bow wow wow okay is i want candy she's a fine she can be me How many parents thought he was just singing about candy or something? Come on. A little then girl they, named Candy. Right. He talk, he's talking about he won't lick Candy's ass. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, I want to suck on her, all right. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, my favorite version of I Want Candy. Yes! I want candy, bubblegum and taffy. Skip to the sweet shop with my sweetheart Sandy. Got my penny safe, so I'm a sugar daddy. I'm a Hugh Clone and she my Jessica Candy. I want candy. Put it in a pile. Split it with my bitty 50 50 down the line. Kind of like Costa Connors at the cavity kind. I'm talking licorice, kisses, talking chocolate, smiles. I want candy. I got a sugar tooth. Put on your sugar candy because I want to knock boots. Lick a peppermint stick till the lollipop droop. Come drops it, don't stop till it's lit, not loose. 
oh man that episode of fucking that episode of rocket to young force is fucking <laughs> ridiculous oh man i can't think about it without laughing anyway back to this nigga um so uh the 31 year old was having some fun with fans on twitter saturday night oh my god at beyonce i just want you to know that i love you always and your music also i wanted to let you know i never forgot will you let me open up for you and at desi child in 99 to 2000 that's all i wanted to say hashtag beehive thank you for everything you've done for me the singer caption alongside a photo of him and queen b dancing together at an after party following the 2001 american music awards Given Aaron's profile track record, the Beehive wasn't convinced that Aaron mentioned B from a genuine place of adoration and felt he was trying to use her name for attention and his familiar troubles. Aaron, the hashtag Beehive is going to chew you up and spit you out. Stop trying to use that name to get views. This is an entire archive of our tour history. I see no Beyonce. Another claim. <laughs> they, be go- they be going through it. Them niggas are like, look. I can tell you what was the name of her weave maker back in 1982. Don't fuck with me, nigga. I know. I have a strand of hair I bought off of eBay from her first ever weave, and it is a certified, okay? Never remove them box, motherfucker. Come on. Don't come over here with the bullshit. There, this is an entire archive of this tour history. I see no Beyonce, another claim, sharing a link to a detailed index of Aaron's touring history that dates back to 1997. As the backlash mounted, Aaron returned to Twitter where he defended himself against claims he was using B's name for clout. I never asked Beyonce to reach out. It's fine. She knows me and I know her. I just wanted to tell her thank you and she's an inspiration. I need no clout from anyone. Trust me on that especially beyonce we toured together and that's like everyone acts like i lie at beyonce he he said regardless of his attention the beehive message is clear steer clear of hit the queen <laughs> beyonce doesn't even know who you are she didn't ask you to go on tour you can't even afford to go on tour <laughs> you broke bitch <laughs> well, god damn <laughs> So are Beyonce, so are Beyonce reading this shit on Twitter. <laughs> like, I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. <laughs> I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. <laughs> uh, and so said Angelica said, we know you know her, but leave Beyonce out of your beef with your brother. Another one said, Hey, at Beyonce, please get this fool some help. <laughs> so what's that? The desperation is real. Oh. And his name is Matt Beyonce. <laughs> yes, Matt Beyonce. <laughs> oh my God, have some pride, man. Talk about some night 20 years ago. Trying to get big names on board. They don't have anything to say on the matter. Uh, the clout chaser jumped out. <laughs> Oh, oh, why do y'all even fuck with them, man? I know, this ain't even Instagram. I was just want to go meanwhile <laughs> oh, on Instagram. Instagram. Yippee-ki-yo, yippee-ki-yo. 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 This is Instagram. They do call them Patreon over there. Come on. Casey Anthony want to have another baby. Why? <laughs> Casey Anthony, the Florida woman who was acquitted of murdering her toddler daughter, uh, is worried her biological clock is ticking and wants more children. 
she knows she's getting older a source described very close to the 33 year old yo it's also wild that this is news in a way like who did they have to tell i'm thinking about possibly having a kid yeah she could just how did that make the news she could just had a kid and kept it trucking yeah just pop up pregnant right she's not the young girl who everyone saw on trial she's in her 30s wondering what to do next hoping that she can find some meaning in her life at her 2011 murder trial prosecutor said the single mom then 25 had killed her daughter kaylee in june 2008 by covering her mouth with duct tape and dumping the body in a wooded area they contended the child had kept anthony from a life of dating and partying the skeletal remains of kaylee were found a quarter of a mile from the family home six months after she disappeared how did she not go to jail then physician a physician called to give evidence that the trial was unable to provide an exact cause of death and prosecutors were ultimately unable to link anthony to the murder anthony lives in west palm beach began dating a man last year but relationship ended so marriage family the white picket fence said the source in some ways that's very appealing to casey she wants things to be less dysfunctional than the family she had growing up but she likes the idea of stability my thing is she called them because yeah she could have just popped up pregnant had a baby and nobody would have cared she's also working on a film about her life so maybe she's letting this out and then people will watch the movie uh, pro- yeah so i can see that happening um wait i already read that story a while ago um all right uh we did yeah because okay. i said it was a straw that broke the camel sack oh you did that's right uh molly cyrus new instagram includes a not so subtle nod to her splits to her splits over the past two months molly's love life uh let me go back has been eventful to say the least as a result everything she shares on social media is under a microscope on sunday sunday september 29th cyrus posted a message about love on instagram that sparked some speculation that it was a reference to her recent splits the post comes shortly after she broke up with caitlin carter and a month or so after she separated from her ex-husband liam hemsworth however instead of dissing either ex the post seemingly sends a message to the general public uh in the instagram story photo shared on saturday sunday the singer posed with two of her dogs and opened up about her what her pets have taught her about love as cyrus explained in the caption animals love back a hundred times uh all all they ask is to be cared for in exchange for loyalty reliability and faithfulness she ended her post on an interesting notice she added this reminds me of someone since the star has recently gone through public breakups with both carter and hemsworth there was some confusion online about who the message was meant for but one thing is clear she knows what she wants out of a partner to love and be loved on top of that she knows exactly what she brings to the table loyalty reliability and faithfulness despite whatever the public may think of how she's handled those relationships okay well good luck to you molly okay Mm -hmm. good luck yeah wishing you a safe return to blackness as uh you try to get your mm-hmm. hip hop back on mm-hmm. we know that that phase is uh stay, stay on over there you know the phase up to your neck made a bull <laughs> the phase is returning we all mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. now we'll take your daddy you can go you can go back where you came from once you go black cultural appropriation mm-hmm. you never go back cultural appropriation mm-hmm. we all know this guys and we will see you at the cut she'll be there <clears throat> yep uh all right let's uh get out of here with some sore ratchetness
long island police shoot and kill samurai sword wielding man on long island police officers responded to a domestic disturbance call on long island they shot and killed a man who charged at them while wielding a samurai sword so it's a dangerous they brought a sword to a gunfight and lost uh nassau county police saw the officers receive the call around 6 p.m in oceanside where they encountered a 36 year old man with multiple knives fighting with his father and sister on columbus Ooh. avenue the distraught man then dropped the knives and picked up a samurai sword police said and refused to drop his weapons after multiple requests from officers he then came toward the officers getting within striking distance with the sword before cops opened fire the man's name has not been released and cops were told by the family that he suffered from mental health issues neighbors said they knew the family involved as friendly and peaceful but police said they have been called to the home before for previous domestic issues mm. yeah why well, was swords and knives in the house man the parents were not hurt and were said to be cooperating with investigators two of the responding officers were being treated at the hospital for trauma but both are expected to recover although Nassau police do not consider it linked to other violence in the area the incident occurred at a home um, less than a mile away from the scene of a stabbing on Monday that left a 16 year old dead the fight broke out among a group of more than 60 high school students over a girl the victim had reportedly helped walk home from a party god damn <clears throat> a child has died at the okay that's just now that just all the police blotted for today all right that's it for today guys we will talk to you guys later this may be the last show for the week depending on uh justin's schedule um for the uh for ballsy sports this week and uh i haven't talked to bossy about this too much for the week but you know she's very busy and we'll see if we can squeeze one in or not all right until next time i love you i love you too